When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, drop a comment wherever you get your podcast. I'm Anthony Totri, joined by Sean DePaz, Shane Diefenbach. <laughs> what was that? I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm excited. We're back in the stew. Yeah, back in the stew. I love it. Cooking love it. up some fire. My God, I actually I love the what's it called? Is that the WNBA Gian- hoodie? That's a sick hoodie. Appreciate you. I need to get one of those. Welcome Support back, sir. Sports. Thanks. Where were you yesterday? I was, I laid down in bed motionless. <laughs> My God, I was in pain. Um, uh, the allergies are killing me. I drove down my uh, my hill out of my outside of my house, and there were s- just so many flowers blooming, and I flipped them all off. <laughs> the, those bright yellow flowers, they'll get you. Have Crazy you ever seen that spring. video of the tree being shaken and all the pollen? Yes, fall? yeah. That's what I, a nightmare. That's what somebody did to me when I got back from Las Vegas. Also, crazier that craziest thing is that it's not as dry here as it is in Las Vegas. Like, I was yeah. chapping. Uh, no, thank you. Chapping. We're talking lips, right? Uh, we're talking lips. We're talking about the scar on my leg. Um, my my arms. Chapping. Chapping. And you go back to Vegas tomorrow. I do go back to Vegas no tomorrow, chat. but for fun. It's it was funny when we were here. We were talking about it. Uh, our 10K pizza party, shout out. Um, I don't know. What Saul's <laughs> over Saul there. Saul or God? <laughs> Are you pointing to the office? That's my bones. Uh, we were talking about me going back to Vegas, and I was like, I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna get a nice massage. And I was like, Hold on, pause. I mean, like a normal massage, not a Vegas massage, <laughs> not a not a Robert Kraft massage. No Robert oh Kraft my massages. God. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to relax. I'm gonna turn my slack off. You guys are gonna have to deal without deal with the show without me. And I'm sorry, but that's fine. We we handled it yesterday. Yeah, I, I, I could see that you're about to say we prefer it. Um, <sighs> no, I didn't say that. You were about to. We love to have the mustache man on the mm. show. I have a mustache too, though. So yeah, but yours is mid. Yeah, I don't know. I, trust me, I know. It's I'm not mid gonna... compared to, to Shane. No, it's just mid. No, I think it's a pretty mid mustache. Yeah. I, I, facial hair is <laughs> not a my... mustache. Okay. Uh, facial <laughs> hair is not my, my forte. You know, I, I I do what I can with it. Well, we love your effort. I appreciate that's it. All that matters. That's all that matters. We do love Sean. We also love ASU football. And ASU football started spring practice today. Um, I thought you were going to just end. They started spring. They're the reason no. for Shane's allergies. No. ASU yeah. football. I mean, they might be. Maybe you're allergic to not great football. Maybe, maybe I get allergies when I get stressed out. And yeah. then ASU football. Well, trust football me, there's, so. there's nothing to stress out about. This team is... Oh, perfect. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine. 100%. Um, Investigation who? <laughs> we'll get into all of that. Uh, I do want to start with just general thoughts from spring practice. I was out there. I was telling you guys, um, the energy level was not where I expected it to be. I expected... It to be high just given the fact that Herm's teams, especially during practice, whether it be fall camp, spring, they typically come in with a lot of energy. Yeah. I remember when Herm first got here, uh, there was, you know, the memes within the AC football community of him dancing to Nelly all the yeah. time, like all that stuff. 
it looks like he's been through war. Yeah, well, kind of, kind of has been. <laughs> yeah, the you also have to remember no pads because of the NCA rules. Like it's hard to get up for practices that aren't contact. Um, but then music choice. What was the music choice? There, like? there wasn't any music until like the fourth period. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, and even when it was playing, it wasn't like blasting. Well, it was like barely going. Also, you have to remember, kind of a newer team, uh, a lot more new yeah. than this team has had in the past, with transfers out and in. And uh, there's a, a, a leadership void. Yeah, like, for have sure. A on both on ends of the ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, that's the least of the concerns for this team right now. I would say. Yeah. I mean, the big the big concern, obviously, I wouldn't even say concern, just. The big question mark is the quarterback position. Of course. Um, the competition between Borgay and Paul Tyson, the transfer from Alabama. Uh, my initial thoughts on that was I didn't realize the size discrepancy between those two guys. Borgay at 5'11", mm-hmm. and then Paul Tyson at 6'5". Yeah. He is every inch of 6'5". Reminds me a lot of Brock Osweiler, uh, Paxton Lynch. Not a very mobile guy, but it's clear that his upside is far past what Borgay's just can deliver physically. Uh, but right now, Borgay ran with the ones and just looked uh, more comfortable in that offense. Yeah, I mean, that's not really a surprise. I mean, he's been on the team. And the fact, like, I think it would have been a little disrespectful if he didn't get the runs with the ones in the first practice. I mean, yeah. he's been here. Um, he knows the offense better. Um, I don't think that is going to last very long. Um, I think... I think Paul Tyson is going to end up getting runs with the ones and going to end up being the starter when the season begins. But as of right now, I'm not surprised. I am, I do as much as I love like a nice mobile quarterback. Yeah, I, there's just something about just a dude that is just beefy. Yeah, but you also have he to is think: beefy. is that a little bit of cause for concern for how big he is? Because was he just recruited to Alabama because of pure size? Like, well, is I he mean, not he, that good. Was he forced out of the program because he couldn't develop? Well, like, so he's he sat behind, he sat behind Bryce yeah. Young. Um, what year is he? Do we? No way, yeah, I got the roster right here. <laughs> but he was, I was talking to somebody today. He's a red shirt junior. Yeah, so he sat behind Bryce Young. He sat behind Tua and Mac. Like, he sat behind three, three NFL quarterbacks. Exactly, three NFL quarterbacks. You've got to figure that some of that, regardless of maybe he did just get recruited for size, but some of that. Yeah, well, and also. And the culture. Yes. And also. He is the nephew of the biggest legend, uh, or the grandson of the biggest legend of in Alabama football history, um, Bear Bryant. So, Joe saying that Herm today said that there is a Plan B, which is actually a Plan C. If Tyson or Brigade doesn't, he work had out. a funny comment about that, saying that like if it doesn't work out, they've got a Plan B. But like if you have a plan, just run the Wildcat. All well, year. if you have a plan and if you know, if you don't have a backup then it's a bad plan. Like it, it's also Herm's the greatest at saying like going on for five minutes and not saying shit. Yeah. That's a, just how depth depth charts work. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have a plan C. So you have a third, third string quarterback. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I really hope it doesn't get to that point. Cause that's going to, that, Oh yeah. Things going to get ugly real quick. Um, but I, I'm not worried about Paul Tyson. Like, I mean, Look, if he was, uh, he's obviously not starting quarterback at Alabama material because if he was, he would have been starting at Alabama. Um, but I, I, I'm not worried. I don't think ASU needs that to be successful. Um, I think Paul Tyson, the, the physical attributes that he has can be really essential and useful. Um, I, I think he's going to end up being a, a solid a solid starter for this team. Speaking of size, did you see uh, Swinson out there at all? I did not. 
Because no. that man is big. There were a couple players that Herman mentioned um, that just weren't out there today. Didn't really specify as to why. They just, quote-unquote, haven't got here yet. Um, so I imagine everyone will trickle in by the end of spring camp or early fall. Whether He did mention a couple transfers that hadn't been there yet either that will get here when fall camp starts. Um, just closing on the, the Borgay and Tyson talk for, for a second. Borgay definitely uh, was more accurate. Today Tyson did have a couple balls at the dirt, which is not something you want to see. I mean, yes, it's the start of spring ball, but there's no pads. Like, you don't have – these are balls that you're not – there's not a defense in your face. Yeah, but there's something to be said for the chemistry that you have with receivers. Yeah. Um, I That's something that Tyson obviously has had no time to develop yet. Um, so, obviously, it's, you know, it's not great. You would like to see him hitting receivers, but – as far as, like, I don't put a whole lot of stock into the actual performances of the first practice. I think it's important to see kind of the vibe that you get at practice and who gets the runs with the ones originally to see kind of where Herm's mind is at off rip. But at least as far as the quarterback competition is concerned, I, I, I'm i not putting a whole lot of stock into this first practice because it's kind of what I expected. Yeah, Joe saying he hasn't he hasn't heard the clip but it read like he was insinuating another quarterback transfer potentially. I believe JT Daniels was visiting visiting Oregon State recently. Well, interesting. So he was talking about the transfer portal a lot today. Um, and it did sound like, to Joe's point, that that was an option that they would explore. Um, I know that's not the greatest thing. No, okay, this is the thing. JT Daniels, sure, whatever, whatever. Like, put, put talent aside. If that's what he was insinuating, how... Fucked up would it be to be one of the quarterbacks in the competition saying, hey, I like these guys are okay, but look what we got in the works. Like that, there's, first of all, there's no way that's what he was saying. Yeah, I think he Maybe was, he was joking around in that way. Maybe there is some news about it. But if if you're uh, the head coach of a program like Arizona State saying that these quarterbacks aren't great, we have another transfer coming in. Like, I don't think that's so what he was So it, was, it, it wasn't like that. It yeah. was more of like he was asked about is the quarterback on the roster and he was going on. They feel like the guy is. They sure as hell hope that yeah. it is either Tyson or Borgay or anyone else on the roster. But that if those guys don't work out, it was more of like they are not afraid to go find that guy elsewhere. Okay. It was. It wasn't necessarily. It was a threat. <laughs> yeah. Almost. It wasn't necessarily like oh well we've got these guys over here, but we're still kind of looking around. Like yeah. they. He was pretty clear that it's between these two guys. I don't. And I don't have a problem with that. I think it's like. I think it's good for the, for Bourget and Tyson to know it's like you don't have to be it's not about just being better than the other guy it's about being good yeah like it's about being the reaching the expectations that we have set here um, I would fucking love JT Daniels to be the Arizona State starting quarterback that would be electric um, got a lot to prove I think got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder um, but um, I I, th- I don't I don't think that is really where this is gonna go I think there's I think. Paul Tyson's going to end up being the starter. But it is interesting to know that he's keeping his options open, which I feel like Herm is he has to do. Like he's not in a position to just be like to be comfortable with where they are. Um, so <laughs> interesting. My man Austin in the chat says, just put me back there in the gun. Let me sling it to Toshi. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I would make for an average slot receiver at say, a D3 I see, level. I can, no, I could see you being Julian Edelman-esque. Or maybe Wes Welker esque. I, I would 100. What positions take that. would we play? 
Like are, uh, offense and defense. I assume that we're both two. We're both. We play we're on both sides of the players. ball. Yeah. I'm definitely a defensive back. I'm a strong I think I'm, safety. I, I was thinking. I was thinking safety too. We uh, us three in the secondary could be a lot. I'm 100 playing in the nickel. No, you're a slot corner. Yeah, you're too small yeah. to be a nickel. Listen, man. That's not. That's not a knock on you. Nickels are just bigger. It's not a knock. I, like I, Sean's a nickel. You're a nickel, bro. I'm a nickel. Yeah. I'm a dime, baby. <laughs> I I think us as a secondary would be electric. <laughs> um, I I say you're probably like a tight end. Yeah, yeah that's what I was. Saying. That would make. Uh, you're sense. definitely a Curtis slot Hodges receiver. Um, I feel like I might be a quarterback, but not not. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> not like not like a quarterback, quarterback, but like a quarterback that like also sometimes plays receiver, and then like just a quarterback. Like I, I feel like I'd be positionless because I'm not good enough at any one thing, but I'm like okay at a bunch of different things hmm. like i don't have a good enough arm to be like a, a complete quarterback but i'm not like i don't have the hands to be a receiver i can play like a little trick play action well if arizona state ever is in ne- in desperate need for if we ever some more scholarship guys end up in an arizona situation where they're having yeah tryouts in the middle of the i mean season. that would be phenomenal just for content i would re-enroll at asu and try out in a heartbeat well we will hope that that's not the case because <laughs> i don't think uh that would pan out very well totri has nose tackle wow he'd be calling just go under people's, people's legs 100 150 percent uh back to guys that are actually <laughs> on the roster and talented yeah, and talented good at football uh starting running hey, back, we're talented I, not at that necessarily not at football though. but we're yeah. talented I was talking. We're talking about football here, Sean. Well, you just said talented. Oh my god, Sean's on one today. Sean's excited. He just hates when somebody tries to like come at him about not being good at every single thing in the world. I didn't relax. This is this is getting so personal. I just said that we're talented, and I was talking about us as a group. I didn't say me specifically. We're all talented. Okay, quarterback. Shane's just trying to, to I'm not stir the pot before he leaves. I'm like a all over. Back the place. to football. I mean, it's technically football. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. but starting. Um, at running back, or at least running with the ones, was Daniel Ngata. Mm-hmm. Um, had 108 yards and a touchdown last season. A lot of that coming against Arizona. He looked good. He looks the part. He's obviously not going to be able to replace the production that Rashad White had. Uh, but I don't think he's going to need to. You look at like previous seasons at ASU, the only guy that I can really think of that has been the bell cow single-handedly in the last five, ten years at ASU was Eno Benjamin. Kalen Balage. Yeah, Demario Richard. Yeah. Uh, so, like... Yeah, true one. Yeah, yeah. I get so, what you're saying. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I don't think he's going to have to be that guy. Um, I do like Tevin White. Well, I think I think it's you're setting yourself up for success because the reason why Rashad White was working so well last year, at the start of the year at least, was because him and Chip were such a good change of pace back. Yeah. And that's kind of where ASU thrives, I feel like. And you have two different types of guys. I mean, Daniel Gatt is a small little bowling ball type body. Yeah. And he's like the dream for you to have replace your number one running back after they graduate because all you would hear last year from fans is, we need more Daniel Ngata. We need, And I would consistently be like, guys, you have Rashad White and Chip train him. Yeah. I get Daniel Ngata is good when you see him, but but now he has a chance to prove that. He's an explosive guy, and not to mention, now he has two different types of dudes that that can back <laughs> him up. That? Wait, I'm sorry. What is that comment? Who cares? <laughs> you, you have you have two guys that can back him up in kind of different roles. Like, Daniel Ngata is a shorter, stockier guy. You yeah. have Valade, who's a massive dude, and you said Tevin White looked huge today. Yeah, Tevin White... I haven't seen an ASU running back look that big since Kalen Bellage. He's a 
and he looks just like Kalen Balaj was like tall and it was weird because I didn't feel like he fit his body type. Tevin White looks like an NFL running back size wise. Like I haven't seen an ASU running back look like that, um, which is promising. Definitely. I see him getting a lot of goal line touches this year, if anything. Um, but Herm said after practice today that they need to get back to the run game that this was a team that was just horrendous on first down, not only running the ball, but penalties. Um, just one of the worst teams in the country in terms of penalties. I want to ask you guys, how does this team with a new offense, uh, Ningata's going to get that starting role likely. The quarterback competition is what it is. Like, Does this team have to rely on the run game more than they ever have under Herm? Um, I mean... I think it really depends on what we get out of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Like it, it's it's hard to know this early. I think it would be nicer if they did a little bit more. Um, just because it's always like it's good to have a run game. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I just I, yeah, I just would like them to have like a solid rushing rushing game so they can keep opponents on their toes and don't have to rely so heavily on the on the pass attack. Yeah, I mean, you just don't really know what this offense is going to look like. Yeah. I think from the outside looking in right now, yeah, it totally seems like it's going to be that. But you also don't know if Trent Morgan can, you know, step up, yeah. win that starting job, and, you know, take the reins of this offense for the first time in his his career here at Arizona yeah. State. You also don't know if Paul Tyson is going to be as good as people think. Uh, the receiving core is different. Questionable. But it was last year as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Totri, I know you said you saw who was running with the ones. You want to talk about that for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so Elijah Badger, Brian Thompson, and Ricky Purcell were the were the guys running with the ones. Um, Chad Johnson Jr. running with the twos. The, it was just... Where was LV? I didn't see him. I didn't see him, and maybe I just missed him, but he was not running with the ones. Um, which was surprising to me because all I've heard since I've got here is this guy is needs to be or has the potential to be the most talented wide receiver in this room. Yeah. So for him to not be running with the ones, I don't know if that is a character thing. I don't know if it's an injury thing. I don't know what it is. Um, but Herm talking about the group of guys that were running with the ones in practice today, like... It's different. He mentioned that this is maybe not what people were expecting, maybe not what the team was expecting, but he has faith in these guys despite them not having a whole lot of big-time experience. Yeah, I, um, I'm i really high on LV, and I really hope he pans out here. But um, why did Badger not play last year? I think that's what Chippy's asking. Uh, that's – he. yeah, he, uh, we were talking about this before the show, and I'm so excited that he's running with the ones because – Man, he every time he touched the ball it was electric, and he moves so well in open space. I'm really excited to see what he can do because this was a guy that was really, really, really highly thought of when he came to Arizona State and getting more playing time earlier later in the year. The one thing that's interesting is Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson didn't see many targets, if any, like in the first couple games of the year, and then he was like heavily targeted in the last like four games of the season, yeah. and he had a couple bad drops, but he also had some big splash plays. Uh, it's somebody that it seems like the coaching staff really can rely on. And maybe, I mean, they, they just see more of him than the normal fan does. So 
that would be exciting to see him kind of be able to step up. But the whole thing is, Ricky Pearsall, are you a one? Yeah. Are you as good as people think you yeah. are? Or can you produce consistently? Because, I mean, man, you saw some some flashes last year of how good he could be, and then he would disappear. It's like yeah. the, every single game it was a different guy that was stepping up, and I don't want to go back to that. I want Borgay or Tyson to have that number one target because that's when this team is best, when it has a Darby, when it has an Ayuk. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's going to be important for... I mean, you have Borges not new, but like two new quarterbacks yeah. for the most part. Um, the receiving core, on one hand, is like I don't think has a lot expected of them because you know people have questions about how talented it actually is. But at the same time, there's a lot of pressure on them. Like people are doubting how high quality the receiving room actually is, and so there's going to be they're going to need to step up um, because one thing you don't want to end up in is a situation where you have to run the ball because you can't pass. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. Like, I mean, that's kind of the story of this team in general is there's a lot of a lot of opportunity for everyone to make a name for themselves and to, to earn playing time. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting to kind of see how um, the receivers specifically play out. I really want to see Chad Johnson Jr. step up, dude. Yeah, it would be. It would be fun. Yeah, that's why. I, I want to see more of Andre Johnson. Yeah. Andre Johnson was the guy that was supposed to really make a huge step forward last year, and he just really didn't. There's so many guys that were filtered in and out of the starting lineup and just consistent usage in games at the receiver position that it was kind of hard to get a gauge on anyone. Um, I think the one thing that's going to really kind of set the tone for this year in the first couple games of the season is the play calling and what it's going to look like without Zach Hill because yeah. Zach Hill got super creative last year, which – you know, ASU doesn't really do. Yeah, and I don't uh, expect I don't expect that this year. No, uh, and it was really fun seeing. You know, as I said, there were a lot of end arounds, yeah. uh, either double reverses. Uh, I mentioned the Badger ones. Uh, you know, Jaden would run out wide, which you don't really have the option to do anymore. But it, it's going to be interesting to see if they try to make some big shot plays um, in the second quarter, like they would usually do. Like just weird situations where you're like, "Wow, that is not ASU football." Um, and when you have talented guys like Badger who can really make moves in open space, you have the luxury to do that. Do they have that this year? I don't really know. Chippy loves the show. I feel like we <laughs> within within 10 minutes, we, we converted him. He wasn't very excited about the start, but we're, we're glad you're on board now, Chippy. Um, no, 100%. There's a lot of guys in, in the wide receiver room that I feel like if you want to look at a group with the highest ceiling and lowest floor – it would be ASU's wide receiving yeah. core. Just because there is, <laughs> and there is Josh, who apparently loves the show more. Um, Josh, we love you too. Rounding out the the offense, I want to take a quick look at the offensive line. Uh, from left tackle to right tackle, you've got Isaiah Glass, Ladarius Henderson, Ben Scott at center, Spencer Lavelle, and Des Holmes, the transfer from Penn State, at um, the right tackle spot. Sean, for you, who are you looking to be kind of like the rock of that offensive line? Um, I, I don't know. It it would be nice if Des Holmes c could be that just because I, I'm just a, I'm a huge fan of transfers and how they're capable. I mean, I know we're past it, but like with basketball, that was the team was transfers, like their ability to make a difference and kind of change it. Plus, when you I mean, especially with the situation this football team is in, like there's so much like drama that it's gone through to have new people come in and be like not have gone through that and kind of have an outside perspective on it um, would be nice. But um, specific, I mean, you got two guys leaving 
for the draft, uh, kind of the guys that fill in those spots specifically, um, kind of see how they can manage that. But um, again, it's just kind of this entire team. There's a lot of opportunity. So any of these guys to kind of step up and be what we've lost in, in the offensive line, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Ladarius Henderson to have a big year, man. He he just, you know, started ten games in twenty nineteen and then he had a couple injury stuff and just a lot of switching out. There this offensive line's been so weird. Yeah. It was good at time it was really good at times last year. Uh then there was a lot of penalty issues. Uh, offensive line units need to stay consistent with their starting yeah. lineups. And this this can be the year where they do that because that limits penalties as knowing yeah. that your guard has your back or tackle has your back wherever you're playing. Um, and, you know, that, that's just about playing together. Uh, so this whole unit can really step up and it can really be benefited by leadership, not only within the line, but just on the offense in general. And that's what's so scary about this team is you don't really have a true leader. And was Jaden ever really that leader? We don't know. So hopefully somebody steps up and hopefully the leadership isn't just coming from the coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I feel like Jaden wasn't a very vocal guy. Who, but, who was starting at center? Um, let me pull it up. Scott, yeah, Ben Scott was starting at center. Okay. Um, yeah. Overall, though, there were definitely. It, it just looks like a new group. Like it's first day of spring ball. Like it is what it is. But going during eleven on elevens, there was a lot of miscues that led to the pocket collapsing, run plays, stuff behind the line. Um, not stuff that you necessarily want to see. But if you're gonna work out kinks, um, there's no time like spring ball to really yeah. do it. Before we move on to the defensive side of the ball and get into that, I do want to tell everybody watching and listening um, about the latest offer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. There's only a few days left to join in on all the action before the first team tips off on Thursday. And DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win. And if you're not a new customer, they've still got same-game parlays. I know I love to do same-game parlays. I know you guys like to do it, especially um, in terms of the NBA. But they've always got great stuff on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, as Shane always says, it's safe, secure, and reliable, right? That's what the ad copy says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, this, this, these allergies are kicking my ass right now. Uh, before we before we close out the, the ad read, what is your guys' uh, DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? Wyoming plus 165, baby. Wow. Indiana's a fraud. Wow. Uh, first four games, 640, I believe, tonight is the tip. I'm I'm stoked. I I this line was like two and a half yesterday, and now it's four and a half. And I was like, I don't understand. What am I missing here? Um, I said this on the bet show. If anybody knows, like, like why the line is like this, please comment something. But I, I Wyoming is the superior offense. They're the superior team, and they have a true shot of going to at least the round of 32 in this tournament. I think yeah. if Indiana wins, they're going to get bounced immediately. Yeah. Also, real quick. The NCAA needs to stop making the 16 seeds do the first four games. I agree. It's so dumb. It they they dumb. won their conference tournament. Let them play in the big dance. Yeah, I agree. It's so stupid. Indiana shouldn't have made the tournament at all. No. Like, get them the hell out of here. They deserve to lose. Big Ten basketball is fraudulent. Yeah. Um, my pick of the week is Longwood, baby. Longwood Lancers. Plus 17 and a half. Not to win by any means. Plus 17 and a half. I didn't know this. Their head coach was a corporate executive last year. He left an $800,000 salary to coach at Longwood. That's uh, electric. electric. That's so nuts. That team is just like, they just got, they just have 
March Madness, Cinderella written all over them. Do I expect them to beat Tennessee? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. But 17 and a half, I think they can cover. Um, it's March Madness. When you get a spread that's that big, I just yeah. it just seems like it can it, anything can happen. And it's not uh, even a 1 versus 16. No, it's not. It's what, 3, three. versus 15? Yeah. Three, 3 versus 14. Tennessee being a 3 seed is so mean. Yeah, yeah. that is wild. Or um, U of A, man. But, but, Sorry. But... <laughs> Don't feel. Don't act like you feel bad for U of A. That was a joke. That's yeah. why I said sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, no Longwood plus seventeen and a half with their corporate executive head coach. Also, um, electric name for a team for a school. Long. I'm going um, the Longwood Lancers, baby. I'm going Notre Dame money line. Um, <gasps> oh my! God. It's pretty much they've pretty much got it, got it as a pick at this point. Um, I just like that team. It's it's an older team. Um, love the freshmen that they have there in Blake Wesley. Um, and J.R. Kaninsky, they are 100% going to win. I believe they play tomorrow. Um, are they playing? Rutgers. Oh, God. Give me Notre Dame. Wow. Give me Notre Dame money line. Is Notre Dame in the tournament with like an almost 500 record? Uh, they were one of the best teams in the ACC this year. I think they're above 500. Okay, they're easily. 20. Never mind. I was thinking of someone else. They're 20. Oh, I think I'm thinking of Indiana, I think. Yeah. Indiana, same state, two different teams. Uh, but if you don't like our picks, again, there are offers all over the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. A minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Indiana went 9-11 in the Big Ten. <laughs> Yikes. And they're in the tournament. Low tone home. He misses the shit show. No, we'll have more. We will have more. This shit is a shows. shit show every single. If you day. haven't seen the shit show and you don't know what Low Tone Capone's talking about, head over to the PHNX Sports Twitter. Uh, me and Sean shot a video on Fremont Street and uh, talked to some interesting people. So go ahead and interesting, interesting is, is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and retweet and comment and share that video. Uh, it's some of my favorite things. One of my favorite things that we've done here. Um, yeah. yeah, I really like how Same. it turned out. Got to catch up with some people who were definitely tweaking. A little bit. Just just to say the least. Uh, back to ASU football, defensive side of the ball. A couple guys that stood out to me. I know you're big on Gentry. He he looked the part today. A guy that I want to see more of, Merlin Robinson. Robertson. Guy who was a freshman here and just took the team by storm. Yeah, he, like, he, I think he led the league or led, led the team in tackles uh, his sophomore season. Right? Yeah, like he had like compiled the most tackles I think or something. he led it last year also he just I feel like he lacks the superstar element of his game but do you really need that from I guy? mean at this point I think you do now that there is clearly not a leader on this team like if there is a guy that's gonna step up I feel like the front seven is what's gonna keep this team in a lot yeah. of football games yeah and what better guy than than Merlin to do it. Well, Eric Gentry should be the leader of this team. Yeah. I know he's only a sophomore, but, I mean, he's a middle linebacker. Uh, Merlin, I, it just depends what they play this year. Like, are they going to play a 4-3 again? Are they going to switch it to a 3-4 again? Like, it, you just don't know where everyone's going to line up. And I would love to see Merlin step up, but I don't think he needs to. I think he's... He, he's perfect in the role where he just kind of does things quietly. He's like a Bobby Wagner. You're like, holy shit, he's leading the league in tackles by like 30 tackles, but he doesn't really like, you don't really notice it when you're just watching football. If you're a football purist and you isolate 
Merlin Robertson, you're like, holy shit, this guy is really good. But he, I don't think he needs the splash plays. I mean, yeah, it would, nice to get, it would be nice to have him force fumbles and, you know, get get back to the pass. But he's not really a pass-rushing outside linebacker. Yeah. Um, I, I'm fine with what he's doing, and I think that, yeah, I would like to see him step up as a leader a little more. But at the same time, I mean, that's kind of what he is, this quiet assassin who you look up and he has 11 tackles in a game where you haven't even heard his number called. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I like you said, I would like to see Gentry kind of step up as the leader, especially, I mean, don't know how long he's going to be here, but he's only a sophomore. Like, to see him step up and become a leader and have that, like, kind of have that there for a couple years would be really nice. But, yeah, I mean, when it comes to linebackers, I never, they're the kind of the one position on the defense where I'm like, I would just, I have no problem if they're just steady in their job. They're not. They're not drawing a lot of attention, but they're just kind of doing what they need to do. Oh, see, I disagree. I feel like the best defenses are the ones that have a clear-cut dominant force at linebacker. Maybe even two of those guys, right? Like your point to to Bobby Wagner on Seahawks. Obviously, the talent discrepancy is massive from from here to there. But like you look at those super dynamic Seahawks defenses. You look at the Buffalo Bills, like. Teams, whether it be a pro level, college level, thrive so much better when their front seven consists of at least two dominant linebackers. But yeah, but you just mentioned the Buffalo Bills. They don't have that. Yeah. They have Edmonds, who is not is by no stretch of the imagination like Nobody's there. You see, but yeah, you see exactly. the clear. But that's my point. He's not out here like forcing fumbles all the time. He's not doing crazy stuff. He's just really steady in his job at doing his job. He, he's one of the like he's great. I think he loves the team in tackles. Like he does that well, but he's not out here. He's like kind of a silent leader he's not he's not out here like Poyer and like any of that bill secondary that's splashy he's just out there doing his job and that's what i like out of linebackers on, on, guys on, that a, on a defense job. that i cheer for i don't want my linebackers gambling for yeah, interceptions i'm down i'm down if you have a safety back and your corners are doing that but i don't i don't need that and you mentioned the seahawks the seahawks <laughs> were the reason why they were so good legion of boom was all secondary i mean yeah, yeah. they had bobby wagner and kj right but it was mainly the secondary they the, were young at that point the secondary for this team is really what's big for me you're losing. but that's what's so scary is well, the, there yeah. is no way you're getting that type of play from this secondary no, exactly, unless yeah. something changes yeah, because it is, it's getting a scary. They're um, so small. Yeah. I didn't realize how small they were going to be till I got out there, and their safeties look as tall as we do. Uh, that's not fair. Look as tall as Sean does. <laughs> like, most most, most relevant most, Gentry since Alvin. That's fair. Yeah. Most, Our Eric most Gentry. relevant Alvin since the chipmunk. Um But, no, I think, I th- yeah, back to the linebackers, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't need to see them be like, crazy like i don't need to see them be the star of the defense in the sense that like they're the people that like did you see the play that they made like i just want to see them do their job um the secondary like i said though is but that's clear that the secondary doesn't have the ability yet to to be the heartbeat of this defense yeah but well i don't need them to be the heartbeat necessarily like the linebackers can be that without i think they're gonna have to be because they're the most talented group yeah that's for sure i mean we've talked about these guys for a while but you also have Soli, who's the other outside linebacker who's Uh, been here this is what his fifth or sixth year yeah um but then you're then we talk about the secondary and jordan clark is the guy that i was gonna think was like okay this is gonna be the leader of the secondary he's the only person that really played consistent snaps in the secondary um, and I don't think he was on the first team today. I think it was Tamarcus Davis and Chris Edmonds that were on the outside, and then 
Markham and Gamage starting at safety, which makes sense. Um, Markham, I was impressed by toward the end of the year. Um, he's notorious for coming in in the Washington game when um, when they were short not only a corner, but also there were short two corners and a safety. Um, that was after the uh, concussion to Chase Lucas. And he came in and got a toasty, toasty, toasted like Eli Apple um, a couple times in that game. But then he had to play more because that um, Chase Lucas concussion was that bad where he was out two weeks. And he looked really good in the second game. And then the, he would slot in sometimes at safety. This would be a really big step up. If he can switch to a true safety role, I would not mind that. Um, keeping everything in front of you, not really having the opportunity to, to get flat-footed. Yeah, uh, Markham seems like a guy that could definitely do that. I really want to see more Jordan Clark. I don't really know what the vibe was. I know you didn't get to see a lot of the defense, yeah. but Jordan Clark is the one that I really, really need to see step up this year. Yeah, I, I think I want to see, if we were looking for a leader in the secondary, I would like to see Davis kind of take that step. I um, ended the season well. Like He had a good performance in the Las Vegas Bowl, um, which there was not a whole lot of from ASU. Um, but the secondary, I, I just the corners specifically, you're losing two big corners. I want to see that void. I, you don't. I. They're not going to be what we lost. They're not. They're not going to be Chase Lucas, Jack Jones. But I. I think having them just play solid, and then, like I said, letting the linebackers be that heartbeat without having to be crazy and, and flashy. Um, I would just like to see him be the leader in the secondary. So if I'm just just curious, if the linebackers aren't flashy. And the defensive backs aren't flashy because I feel like we can agree that this secondary doesn't have what Chase Lucas and Jack Jones had um, by any means. So then your your expectation is the defensive line to own for this defense because they got to have a star somewhere. You can't say that they got they're going to be mid everywhere and that's going to. I'm not them. saying they need to be. They're going to be mid. I'm saying they're not going to be flashy. Like I, I, I where's the superstar on this defense? In the linebacking core. Yeah, I mean, okay, so the, the linebackers core. then are the flashy ones. No, they, that doesn't they're, mean flashy. The, think what, about, what is it, hold on, what is this word you're stuck yeah. on? Why does it have to be flashy? Think about Big I, Ten defense. You defenses. need a guy, fuck the Big Ten. You they need, have the best, they're defense central. In the, you in, need a guy that is 100% you could look to and point as the best player on the defense every single game. Yeah, they can be that without being flashy. That flat, what do you call a big play? Okay, you can make big tackles. But you don't need to like. Darian like Butler said, is the perfect example of this. He, I feel like, is still so underrated because this man would shoot the a gap and blow somebody up, but he wouldn't like get the final tackle. You know when somebody stops a run, but they don't actually tackle him. Yeah. He because he would blow up a left tackle. That's what he was doing. That's still a big. big but you don't flashy. notice that. It's yeah. not flashy. This. If is you I'm, watch football, you notice that. But it's not flashy. Linebackers are rarely if, if I'm looking at a game and I see a linebacker fill the A-gap and blow the shit out of a fullback or a guard or a tackle, that's 100% showing up but on film. Flashy plays, flashy. Are, flashy plays are the plays that casual football fans yes. look at and they're like, holy shit, that's like a crazy interception or a uh, clowny, ver like destroying yeah. someone in the backfield. That's I think you just flashy. need to get away from this word flashy. Yeah. If you're talking about who's going to be the superstar, superstar that's what it is. It is the, yeah. middle, it is the it linebacker core 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay, I don't think this defense needs to be flashy. And that's why I brought up the Big Ten. A lot of times yeah. these defenses are super solid without having someone that's crazy flashy on it. 
that's what I think. If this deep, this defense at its highest level is going to be, I don't think there's going to like be a anyone. Patriots defense. You're like, yes. what the fuck? I can't do anything. Yeah, because like, you don't want to throw to the corners. Like, you, it, but this isn't that. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's, you know a, saying. it's a defense where. Uh, like you're gonna look at it and you're not gonna like if you're not following ASU yeah. you're not gonna be like yeah, but even I don't Broncos know any of these had, guys like when they were this at last this year for Broncos it was still a good defense no yeah, yeah. it was still a good but defense there's no, but there's, they still had Von Miller for the majority of the season well, he was I'm, hurt when he left yeah. Broncos though like like it's gonna be a defense that were like at, at the end of the year if they're playing at their best level you're gonna be like or people that don't follow ASU are gonna be like I don't know any of these guys, but they exa- have one of the best defenses in the conference. Too. Jack Jones, Chase Lucas, fantastic last year. Didn't make any crazy splash plays. They just didn't get thrown at because they were locked down corners. That's, yeah, that's another that's exactly thing. what it was. When you think about that, like dominant defensive backs, like they, you see them and they're like they're not doing anything. But yeah, they're, 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 they're not, not like targeted. a Sauce and Kobe at Cincinnati. Yeah. Like they're not jumping routes. They were just locked down corners, blankets, like. And that, that that's and I would perfect. rather I would rather have a corner who's not okay, doing anything. We're not talking about Trayvon Diggs again. But, but as my point exactly, I would rather <laughs> I have. Always tell you I would there. rather have <laughs> someone like that than a Trayvon Diggs who there is like you, you look at. But I, I but I would much rather have that. I would much yeah. rather have someone. I I don't want a cornerback who's going to end up having like. Damn, he has all these interceptions, but also was getting burnt every other play. Like, I don't want that in a cornerback. I would rather this defense just be solid and not flashy. So do you think they're going to be solid? Do you think this team has, specifically the defense, outside of the linebacking core, like this team is pretty average, I feel I, like. So, yeah, I think right now you all you can assume is that they're not taking a massive step back, but they are taking a step back. Yeah. They're they were a good defense last year, not great, but they were they were great at some points. But they were ma- mainly a good defense. They were yeah. a great defense in the Pac-12 in terms of the passing game. But overall, they were a good defense. This year, they're going to be an average defense. Yeah, unless somebody can step up, which can definitely happen. Uh, as I mentioned, Kewan Markham, he can he can have a, a great year, like a surprisingly great year. Um, Jordan Clark could have a great year. The linebacking core is fantastic. Maybe you get a, one of these transfers that just explodes at defensive yeah, end. Maybe nice. you get some that, nose tackle presence. That's exactly. You just what don't was, know. Nesta Jade Silvera. I know you said yep. you didn't see him, but yeah. People on that Miami team were saying he was the best player yeah. on that defense. And like I mentioned yesterday, it's not Miami's not Miami of old, but it's still Miami. Yeah. Like it's still an ACC defense. Um, like the ability for the defensive line to step up too. I think. I think if I had to predict how this defense is going to end up, it's you're going to see like they're going to be solid. solid against the run. They're going to be uh, times where they get burnt over the top, but. That that is this defense taking a slight step back from last year. I could see, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I could see like a game like UTSA or whoever they're playing first. I believe that is who it I, is. It, I think they play NAU first. Yeah, yeah, whoever it is playing a bad school, and you give up like 400 yards through the air, you're like panic, 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 panic. But I th- this this is a type of defense that gets really good at the end of the year. Um, oh, that it ha- sucks though. I know it's like the Chiefs, like Spagnola. It's it sucks at the start, but it gets so good at the end of the year. And if they can stay in games and win games, they shouldn't win at the start of the year when their defense isn't playing great. Yeah. Well, talk about their first game is against NAU, but that and second Oklahoma game State. is at yeah. Oklahoma State. That, that game is going to be after one practice. Just and I was telling people out there that had asked me, um, like they just seen that I had covered Notre Dame before yeah. and coming here. Like the difference in just the way practices run. Oh yeah. Is 
night and day. For like, sure. You walk into a Notre Dame practice, you're there for five minutes, you're like, holy shit, this team is 100% competing for a national yeah. title. You go to ASU's practice, and it's like, ah, da, 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 like yeah. uh, we're Their culture through. isn't the same. It's, that's no. a, it's a football factory in the Midwest. Yeah. It's it's definitely uh, something, but I think they're going to lose to Oklahoma. First day of spring ball, I'll tell you right now, they lose to Oklahoma State <laughs> by at least 35. Like, I don't even think that's going to be like. Yeah, close. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about how that Oklahoma State team looks, but they finished the season really. They were really good. <laughs> they, were I don't know really people good. they lost. I mean, look, this team isn't going to be competing against national giants yeah. this year, and they shouldn't be. <laughs> they really shouldn't yeah. be. But hey, some fucking Paul Tyson can turn into. You Some, never know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he throws for six touchdowns on Oklahoma State. Because, I, mean, I mean, you want to talk about Big 12, one thing they're not known for is their defense. So, yeah. like, you, you never know. You never know. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit on just day one uh, of spring practice. We are going to be out there uh, throughout the month. I know you're obviously going to Vegas, so you won't be there this week. Uh, but I know Sean and I will get intern David out there as well. Uh, so definitely go to our website, gophnx.com today. Become a member because you're going to either get a free T-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Oh, that's cool as shit. That's new. <laughs> so you just noticing it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, is, it is new. a different mustache here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the death of, of Jebedee Beauregard. Jebedee Beauregard will make an appearance somewhere. He here. lives forever. Can we get a fat head of that? Oh, I'm not yeah. paying for it. 100%. I'm 100%. not paying. I lost all my money on That's ponies. It's definitely work expenses. Um, yes, t-shirts are great. This one, this is the first thing, purple thing I own. You look you fucking look good. good. I was going to say that. I, my no man walked in no and he looked kidding. fucking yuked. Yeah. He looked like he just... Thank you, boys. I appreciate it. You should wear t-shirts more often. Okay, I'll, I'll get on the t-shirt game. Specifically our t-shirts because like yeah. we always said, they do make PH and X t-shirts, they go hard. Um... Again, you can get a free one from the locker or your first month for 50, 50 cents just for signing up if you become a member. I believe it is still 20% off on <laughs> Sun Shirts. Deal of the millennia. <laughs> it's been going on forever. It's been going on since BC. Since BC. Or BT. Well, almost before, BT. BP. Before BP. <laughs> no, no, BP before PHNX. Oh, my God. Um, BA before All City. The last thing. BC before BB before BSN. It's just. Just, you guys done? BT, I love BT before Totri. <laughs> oh my god! Using Totri as time reference is so funny for some reason. <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, it is National Nap Day. National Napping Day. So we're gonna cuddle up and take a nap together after the show. Mm, mm. Only on GoPH next. That's where you can get GoPH. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, who is ASU fans sleeping on this year? Well, who do you think? Okay. Not but, sleeping with. No, you said who is ASU fans sleeping on? Who is? So grammatically, who, is, was, who uh, are? Who are ASU fans? Who's getting slept on on this team? It's Elijah Badger. As I mentioned, the dude is a playmaker. And he didn't have a huge, any huge production last year. But if you know ASU football and you've been around this program for a little while, you know the hype behind this guy. And you know why there's hype behind this guy. I think he has a huge year this year. Um, not to say Ricky Pearsall is not the number one option, but when they need a big play, they went to him at times at the end of the last year. Granted, he only touched the ball like 10 times, I want to say. Yeah. But I think he takes a huge step up in production, uh, usage, and I think ASU fans are going to become real familiar with Elijah Badger, and I'm really excited for it. He's just, he, he is electric, a lightning in a bottle, man. He, he's really fun. The I mean, this is a little generic, but the transfers, like... Specifically, Nesta and Xavier Valade. Mm -hmm. I think those are guys that performed really well at the schools that they were coming from. Um, 
<laughs> specific, specifically, we apologize if you're listening to this on there was, audio. There, okay, well, specifically, Xavier Valade is a, is a little bit of a mouthful. I just thought but. of something. Um, doesn't he kind of look like a bouncer? Xavier Valade? He was running with the twos for a little bit. A in the, in, big old forehead. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't he look like a bouncer, though? Because of how big he is? Doesn't he look like a bouncer? Just, yeah, just say yes. yes. Humor me. Sure, yeah. So if he, like, start, if he, if he, like, has a breakout year and people start bouncing off of him, that's his nickname. He's the bouncer. The bouncer. Okay. I do love that nickname. Though. Thank you. Um, but, no, I think, I think, I, I think with this team, all you can hope for is someone to come out of nowhere yeah, type beat. 100%. And, like, I don't know why that's so funny to you, um, but like with Valade and Nesta, I think those are the two transfers that have the biggest ability to make an impact. And you good? I'm not distracting anybody. I'm just laughing. You're, you're distracting me. Um, I think I think you just have to hope that one of those guys specifically can make a big impact. Hundo P. Hundo P. I think buddy. Nesta to to Sean is what Marion Jackson was to you. Already, I already see the like every single game. Yeah, but I think it's more Xavier because Nesta. Well, you weren't watching Nesta last year. I was not. I've been you, watching yeah. Marin for three and years. Plus, now. like he's he's a defensive. <laughs> Which I have so many questions about. The only the answer to all of your questions is I bet on Toledo basketball. A lot. That's the only thing you need um, to know. I, I Nesta. The thing is, I'm not expecting Nesta to make like crazy like plays he's a nose tackle i'm just expecting to be so xavian is would be more my the bouncer would be more my, my such an electric Mario. name xavian do we get the a, bouncer do we get an xavian uh graphic where us three are trying to walk into a club yeah. and he's the bouncer? he needs to do a thing first like yeah that's true. Like, he needs to probably play before that <laughs> before we start making right because like, think about the, the t-shirts we would have been making for the running back room last year at this point um and then fucking a guy named Rashad ended up dominating. Um, but no, back to my who's getting slept on. My Apple Watch just told me to stand. We got on the show. Stand up. You can stand on the show. No, I'm good. I just want to see you neck down. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else before I get My apologies. Piggity, 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 pause, buddy. Yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm going real quick. I'm going Tevin White. Uh, guy yeah, is you didn't massive. What did you say? I said, oh, yeah, you didn't answer. Oh, yeah. I- with you guys, it's good stuff. Uh, Tevin White, he's a giant. Reminds me a lot of Kalen Balage. Um, and if you remember so, anything about Kalen, yeah. So I, I, I saw his specs when he first came here. Like, what, six two, right? Yeah. Uh, I didn't expect him to look huge, though. That's I want to see what his weight is on here. He is listed. He looks like me, six two. Six one one ninety. Hmm. That's crazy because that's basically what I am. And but there were he, no pads, right? No, but he looks. Ginormous. Maybe he put on some weight. I mean, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, you, you should ask him about that. Um, Why do you look so week. big? Yeah. <laughs> My man's. My man's, you are large. Seven White is a beefcake. Uh, another thing. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that I think this coaching staff, like being slept on, obviously, Herm, a lot of reason to be cr- to criticize, but there are two new coordinators. Yep. And, yeah. and the potential that that brings as well. Is also exciting. I just that's they, you got to go into the season just understanding that there's a lot of unknowns and that with unknowns comes potential and hope. Yeah. Um, there's let's be surprised and not let down this year. Yeah. Let's not exactly. get too excited. Of course. Exactly. If you want to be surprised and not let down, you should follow the show at phnx underscore sun devils. Um, and you should follow me at anthony underscore toe tree. Shane, where can people follow you? <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Shane Deep. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Sean, where can the peeps follow you? Um, at Sean underscore to pause. What should it be today? Celibate as always. Celibate. <laughs> Sexy as always. And there it is. We will catch you guys on Thursday. Peace.